0: are listening to the Chicago Green Wedding Alliance podcast. I am your host, Neil Dixon-Smith. Thank you for joining us. The Chicago Green Wedding Alliance is a collaborative network of professional event vendors committed to environmental and social responsibility. Our mission is to inform and promote sustainable business practices within the event planning vendor community, as well as for the general public seek our services. You can learn more about the Chicago Green Wedding Alliance at greenweddingalliance.com. On this episode, we're going to be talking about green beauty and environmentally friendly spa services with Jenny Perillo, who in 2013 opened Chicago's first ever non-toxic spa, the Noctivo Spa and Beauty Boutique in Lincoln Square. Offering non toxic vegan and organic alternatives to nail services, facials, waxing, as well as makeup and hairstyling products. Now, we're going to be talking to Jenny about non toxic and organic spa services and beauty products, as well as her own background and how she came to start Noctivo. But there's also another, even more immediate story that we will need to tell. I mentioned that she opened Noctivo in 2013. And after a solid first year of doing great business, building a client base and paying her rent, she was effectively pushed out of her storefront by an unscrupulous landlord who had some different ideas for the building. As a short-term solution, Noctivo is now currently operating on a temporary basis at the Chroma, I would think I would say Chroma Kate Mm -hmm. boutique. That's Chroma, letter K, number 8. Chroma Kate Boutique Hair Salon in Lincoln Square at 5425 North Lincoln Avenue. And as a longer-term solution, right now as we speak, Jenny is in the midst of a capital campaign to raise funds to open her own store using the Indiegogo.com website. She's hoping to raise $25,000 in order to open a new space in May 2015, which is like six weeks away. We are recording this episode in mid-March and it should be posted on April 1st. So the campaign is set to run through April 12th. So if you are listening to this episode before April 12th, 2015, our conversation today is not just going to be a great opportunity to learn about a true pioneer in eco-friendly beauty services in Chicago but you have the opportunity to directly help out a young entrepreneur overcome this obstacle and we'll be giving you all the details as to how. So without further ado, please welcome to the microphone Jenny Perillo of Noctivo. Good morning, Jenny.
1: Good morning. Hello, everyone.
0: And you can find her on the internet most simply at noctivo.com and that's n-o-k-t-i-v-o that's n-o-k-t-i-v-o.com now i think there are many people out there who may not understand or appreciate the intensity of the relationship one may have with their spa mainly dudes especially bros but also, within maybe your more Puritan-minded folks who see it as a kind of luxury or just something they never feel like they can afford, true or not, but I can speak for myself that as a finger-picking guitarist, and then later a classical guitarist, I got my first set of acrylic nails on my right hand 16 years ago, and I have maintained them ever since, which means that every couple weeks I head to my local nail shop and get my fill, and um, I'm sure completely toxic, and <laughs> and uh, I, we're going to talk about this. And I don't know. I have to rethink everything after this episode. I'm sure, but nonetheless, I go there, and uh, and I can say that over time, I've come to love this ritual. I have a great friendship with my nail tech, and uh, and I really appreciate all of this. It, it, it is such an intimate thing. You're giving your hands and your feet over to people who are going to touch and take care of them. Uh, it's a it's kind of a beautiful and a soulful part of life. And I know if anything were to disrupt my relationship to my nail shop, uh, you know, green practices or not, I, if, if, if they moved or if I moved, finding a new nail shop would be kind of a serious undertaking. Uh, these are more than just technical services, but really rituals that enrich our daily lives and let's face it, how we care for ourselves, our appearance, and our skin can be a huge component to personal good feeling. So I'm very curious to talk to Jenny about spa services from the practitioner's side. Uh, Jenny, I'd like to start in writing with some very basic questions to get you rolling as I was writing my introduction and I was thinking about, you know, when I have a photographer on the air, we just say, oh, you're a photographer, or et cetera. What, 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 uh, what are you? What is your title?
1: Um formally, and more so out of fun, chief beauty officer. Okay. Um, but I am a licensed nail technician. I've been a nail tech for 15 years.
0: And that's where you, you started in, in beauty as a, as a nail yep. tech?
1: I started in beauty as a nail technician. I was a beauty school dropout. <laughs> <laughs> Hair was not for me. Yeah. Um, I I really, for some reason, just loved doing nails, so I stuck with that and got my license when I was uh, nineteen.
0: And but but not in your but your shop does more than just nails. Yes. And so why don't you just give us the thumbnail sketch for for Noctivo Spa?
1: Um, right, right now. Well, when we had our previous location, we were doing nails, which is manicures and pedicures, all natural manicures and pedicures, um, facials, waxing, and makeup application.
0: And so you have are there. Do you do all of those services or do you have other people that specialize I, in each right. one of those?
1: Personally, I do not. Mm-hmm. So I have a, a staff. I had a staff of five um, that have been working with me since August. Nail techs and uh, estheticians uh, who provided the other services.
0: And in this current temporary situation of Noctivo, are you only... Is it only a nail service at this yes. point within the within the, within the Chroma Kate shop? Yes. So So... so We're going to go into your, the the deeper story of uh, how you became and what what got your interest and, and what your background is, but let's, let's tell us the story, you know, we'll, so we'll pick up sort of in the, in the middle, I guess, a bit in, in that, uh, you opened a you started a career you had a vision for a, th- this type of store and so you you opened a shop and you said this the shop that opened in 2013 had all of these services mm-hmm. and describe your first year of business in Lincoln Square how was that
1: it was a wild ride <laughs> um, we opened November 14th of 2013 mm-hmm. um, we had signed our lease and that July that earlier July and my husband and I did the build-out by ourselves yeah uh, we hired contractors to basically just frame everything but Everything else in that place was built by our own two hands and a lot of blood, sweat, and tears.
0: And this was a, a storefront? It was a storefront. Sp- mm-hmm. That went from the front of the shop all the way to the back alley yep. and how much, like 3,000 square feet or something? No,
1: like no. It was 800 square feet. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It was small. Yeah. So we built one treatment room. We had a break room. We had two pedicure stations and a manicure bar that seated three. Okay. So comfortably, for we did a lot of private events. Um, we could fit maybe 35 women comfortably. Yeah. Um, then we had a retail area and front desk in the front.
0: And it was, you, how was it getting going? Did you have a trouble finding clients? Was it a... Uh...
1: Yeah, it was a lot of hustling. Yeah. I mean, I I opened during Polar Vortex. I didn't know it at the time, oh but once January hit, it became very apparent that this was going to be really some scary times coming up in the next eight weeks. Yes. So... Um, I also found out I was pregnant in the middle of February. All right. My husband lost his job in the middle of February. Oh my gosh. So a lot uh, a lot happened our first year. It was really, it was wild. Yeah. It was very wild. But I, I'm, a, I'm a hustler. I work really hard and mm-hmm. I don't mind hitting the ground and hitting the pavement to get my name out there to find clients. I didn't come from a previous salon with an existing clientele. So right. I literally had to earn every single pair of feet that walked in my door.
0: Right. And especially since you're also offering a conceptually different product mm-hmm. than the other. So what, what, what would be just so to give us a sense, are there then services that someone would expect from a typical spa? Not that is not offered at Noctivo.
1: Yes. No chip. We get asked about the you know two week no chip manicure all the time and I don't offer it.
0: What is the, what is a no chip? Manicure? It's,
1: um, it cures under like an, a UV or led light. It's, technically a polish formula but the way that it cures the chemical reaction makes the the polish adhere for up to 14 to 20 days so they call it a no chip because it's it's,
0: it's like super strong i mean nail super is, strong yeah and this is a, as an alternative to acrylic or this absolutely is, yeah, yeah
1: it's it's more of a polish form it comes in many there's so many different systems that are out there you can freeform it like you do an acrylic you can polish it on the nail like you do in a regular nail polish but again that curing process with that top coat makes it harden and last um uh, without like chipping off, you actually have to soak it off yeah. either in acetone or um, I mean buff it off
0: and is it besides just you know the intensity of the chemicals involved with it is it not good for the for the nails themselves
1: yeah there's it's kind of a mixed of, a mix of both I mean the chemical ingredients of of even cleaner no chips are i would say on the same toxicity rating as a solvent-based nail polish like your traditional nail polishes it's really the 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 process you have to go through in order to soak it off you know you're putting your fingers and in acetone for up to 15 minutes in Mm -hmm. order to have the product dissolve and you know come off um and it does it, it if You know, like most women, you know, you start picking if you have nervous habits. And so a lot of times women come in with the no chip that has been peeled off or cracked off and it does, it takes layers of the nail with, with it. So it's, it's not the best for the nails.
0: And do you, you, do you offer acrylic nails or? So, so, so no, not no chip, no acrylics,
1: no artificial enhancements of any kind, just natural nails.
0: And, uh, so were these all products that, that like, the, the products that you do use for your nails, are these are new onto the market? Are these things, or have there been some developments in the last several years that even made this possible? Or yeah. It...
1: Um, it's a little bit of both, Spa Ritual. So one of the only things that is, uh, there's only one way to make a nail polish. And unfortunately, like, nail polish a solvent-based, like your traditional nail polish, will never be 100% non-toxic. It's just impossible. Mm -hmm. It has to have some sort of chemical component for either the pigment, for the lacquer, for the plasticizer. Um, But we have the cleanest line that you can find, and then we have an even cleaner line that we'll be bringing on board fully, um, which is a water-based technology. However, the development of that line is not quite uh, ready to compete with their solvent-based counterparts because water based while they are cleaner they only last about 1 to 2 days and solvent based is a little bit more chemical but uh you get your same wear as you would with your big name brand nail polishes about 5 to 7 days. So some of the vendors that I I have um I've I got into green beauty 7 years ago and nothing existed back then.
0: Yeah, you just now, thought, you got into it just thinking It auto-exist, basically. There must be another way of doing this.
1: There must be another way of doing this. I was getting very... Having allergic reactions to a lot of the chemicals I was using. You know, nothing dramatic or crazy, but still leaving work after a nice 10, 12-hour day and going... Or having, you know, dermatitis on my hands from all of the fragrance and all of the different lotions and potions you're putting on your body. So I went out to research cleaner alternatives for myself to use on, on me and my clients when I was doing nails and nothing really existed. It it was, you know, finding you, you, there's so much more that goes into like offer, you know, using products and services, performance, smell, quality, Mm -hmm. affordability, accessibility, packaging. There's a lot that goes into the decision of what you choose to carry. So while there might've been a non-toxic product available, like shea butter, Not everybody wants to smell like shea butter. Yeah. So there's some sort of level of, um, you know, offering that spa environment with the right products. And now they're becoming way more readily available than they ever were, which is extremely exciting.
0: So this is, I would imagine, impactful for, obviously to probably a, a small degree, the health of the client. Mm-hmm. I would imagine this is impactful to a larger degree for the health of the practitioner who doesn't have to breathe the fumes all day. And then I think maybe most impactful is the waste that's going to come out of the salon itself. And you have some very interesting information on your website. Like, so once you started, what is, so there's, there's considering the Noctivo spa is a, uh, uh, not just differentiating itself from other spas in terms of the service that it does but it also in terms of what is happening sort of in terms of the operations of the store and the chemicals you're putting back into the waste and that's maybe where real volume can you describe or you said that you you actually did some measurements of how different your store was than the average spa can you talk about that
1: yes absolutely There are a lot of ways to be non-toxic versus just the chemicals that you offer, because our toxic footprint is in everything that we do as humans. So I really wanted to create something that fulfilled that mission in all segments I possibly could. It's from the chemicals that we displace. So the the environmental impact that we have is really based upon displacement. Mm -hmm. So from a traditional nail salon to Noctivo nail salon, you are... By being a client of mine, you are automatically in just a single manicure, or single pedicure, displacing chemicals uh, from the products that we choose to carry in the spa that do not have toxic ingredients. And that those are environmental pollutants, those are physical pollutants. Um, and it, the average client, based upon the frequency that we see them, of course this is averages, um, we are able to displace from the traditional nail salons about one pound per client which is over a ton of chemicals per year from entering our waterways
0: and as a nail salon do you uh, is there something special you have to do to get rid of your waste
1: no this is so this is just like
0: so the extra all the extra stuff the extra chemicals the unused products the products that are deemed out of fashion or whatever it is it's going to go it's just being thrown in the dumpster just like anybody else just like your apartment garbage
1: I really, I really think, which is just a silly reason, and I understand it, but I just think it's silly. The only reason that traditional nail salons are not offering these products is because of price. I mean, my profit margin of my services is way lower because my product charges are higher. Mm -hmm. So a traditional nail salon who needs, you know, who they're trying to lower their product charges to get a, you know, to a dollar, two dollars per service, so that Mm -hmm. they're making basically ninety eight percent profit whereas mine is like eighty percent profit my product charge is very high yeah but I'm totally willing to pay that if not more to create that impact and and offer cleaner alternatives
0: so fancy so so it is such a great concept and such a great business and you and you're rolling along you have this incredibly difficult launch because you're launching in the polar vortex. Mm-hmm. But then an even bigger hassle comes up in terms of why don't you t- tell us what happened because we wanted to get to talking about uh, the vision of the new store and the campaign that's going on right now. So what what happened to your shop?
1: Well, we started getting water at the end of April uh, mm-hmm. of last year. and like As in flooding? As in flooding. We flooded for the first time at the end of June, but we started getting trickles of water, let my landlords know what was going on, you know, we'll fix it. I'm doing air quotes, fix yeah. it, fix it, fix it more air quotes. And, uh, nothing was ever remedied until June. It was actually the day after my birthday, June 30th, uh, a roof drain pipe burst in my, in my wall. And we had inches of water in my space. And it's uh, they they were diligent. They did. They came out. Uh, they shop backed it out. But we did have to close down. And did you have a lot of
0: your equipment ruined? Or?
1: Well, it wasn't. No, thank goodness, because we had we have everything lifted up. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did have to make sure that the we have a lot of drywall there and the platforms. Again, though, luckily we. Our pedicure benches are made to be waterproof because we deal with a lot of water. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had tons of Dura Rock and tiling that really prevented significant damage from happening Yeah. in a blessing in disguise. Mm-hmm. But the water, even after that, after cleaning that up, um, it came back. And the last water that we had was actually two weeks before we left this February. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so you, you, was it your decision Till you just had enough and you're going to yes. break your, the, yes. the terms of the lease were broken in effect and, yes. and you're now moving out. Yes. And then, so that, so that was also, I'm sure some people who were working for you suddenly could not be working for you <laughs> anymore because you didn't have your shop and then you yourself moved into the Kate store. Yes. And so now, so to help remedy the situation, you've turned to the website Indiegogo.com, which is sort of, a, I guess, like a Kickstarter, I guess is the most popular for, known format, but it's a, a way by which people that need to raise money can and get the word out. So this is all towards a vision, I'm, I'm assuming, of the new, newer and better Noctivo Spa. Mm-hmm. So tell us about your vision for, you know, we're trying to raise $25,000. Tell us what, what we're trying to raise the money for. And do you already have a new space picked out or wh- how far along in the process are is this?
1: Yeah, I, I'm pretty knee deep in the process. I'm just very superstitious and I'm f- keeping mums the word because mm-hmm. I don't want to jinx anything. Absolutely. Um, but I am very excited. That ball is down the hill. So yeah. I'm just waiting for some Big pieces to get finalized, and then I'll be woohoo here we go.
0: <laughs> well, as you're listening to this, it may already be accomplished, or yes. if not, we're entering into the the big stretch. So, yes. So so That's tell us true. about so tell us about the new new Activo.
1: Um, I basically want to recreate exactly what we had. Yeah. Because we built again. Part of my foundation is this beauty community. I wanted to have a place where. Women and myself, the nail tech, the provider could open up a very casual conversation about what they're putting on their bodies and the connection between, uh, what you put in, what you put on goes out. So this closed circuit ecosystem, Mm -hmm. um, I don't I'm not this liberal, judgmental. I mean, I'm liberal, but (laughs) I'm not a judgmental person when it comes to personal choices. I just want you to be armed with the same information that I am. And consumers are smart. They can make educated decisions for themselves. I think it's it just needs to be a very transparent industry. The beauty industry is still an unregulated industry. It's a self-regulated industry by some of the biggest brands. So there is a lot of misinformation, a lot of greenwashing, a lot of controversy over the research, over so many things. I am definitely on the advocacy and lobbyist side where I follow legislation. I follow lobbying powers and um, Mm -hmm. I work with some nonprofit agencies and I've been on calls with Departments of Environment, Departments of Occupational Health and Safety with the state of California. I'm, as as the, not expert witness, but as a person in the trenches, mm-hmm. working with these chemicals on a daily basis and how to take care of that nail salon worker or how to, what legislation needs to be put in place that is going to create more consistency among uh, the safety and health of nail salons in general. Um, that's a lot for Noctivo, but it is—it's it's at least the starting—the starting point. Right. Women are never going to stop getting their manicures. They're never going to stop getting their pedicures, but the industry has very much changed. Back in the '50s and '60s, even there, they were places of camaraderie. They were places of conversation. I mean, mm-hmm. you would have mayors and governors going to barber shops to r- rally votes because that's how powerful right. these businesses were. And that's kind of been lost. Now you walk into salons and it kind of feels like a factory. You feel like a number. You're just being flipped over and turned around in and out and it's done. Uh, very few times, even at, at, when I would go into Pamper myself, would I get my technician's name? Would I get to hear their story? Where they mm-hmm. come from? Do they have children? Are, mm-hmm. Where do they live? And I wanted to really get back to that, build that relationship with my clients. I want to get to know my clients. It's the best way that I can make better, help them make better decisions for themselves or be the, be the person that they trust to come to with questions about changing over their beauty routine or finding cleaner makeup alternatives or, hey, I just had, I, I just found out I'm pregnant. I'm a little, what should I use that would work and not be impacting my baby's health? Right. I want to be a resource to my clients and and the city.
0: Mm-hmm. So we're in this campaign. We're raising money. Like and you want to stay in Lincoln Square. Yes. And uh, so, folks. So tell us about contributing to the to the to the campaign. If you go to indiegogo.com, I know if, I know if you search the word beauty. It'll, that campaign Yay! will, will camp, will, will come up immediately. But, um, um, so, so, so search it out or you go to com and there's a handy link right on that site to go to the campaign. So, so, so tell us, you know, what are the options for people to contribute?
1: So we have a couple of perks on there and the perks were, and you can contribute without the perks if you are outside of Chicago, mm-hmm. um, we have teamed up with um, a friend of mine who owns a local design fashion house here called V Fish Design. She's another mama in business, mm-hmm. and she designed some really cool green beauty shirts for us. So mm-hmm. you can choose that perk and get mm-hmm. a green beauty shirt, Noctivo. Um, you can do a manicure of the month club. Um, we're doing glamour shots spa party, which is really fun. Um, a summer and spa party. There's all different types of things on there, but... Um, it's it's kind of supporting. It's not kind of. I mean, you, you get something, and I'm not asking for straight out donations. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel comfortable doing that. Yeah. Um. You know, things all happen for a reason. So, but I wanted my I wanted everybody to get something in return because the experience of what we do is really the most powerful. And you're just giving me the upfront capital yeah. or prepayment for services that you will render when we when we ah, open
0: so even if you're not buying it even if you're not going for the t-shirt or something like that any contribution that you make can be placed worked against service in the future that's
1: yes what you're saying. yes so,
0: so you're basically pre is you're not donating to your to your private enterprise you are pre-ordering mm-hmm. your, your own services there so. you are
1: getting a discount They're the packages are deeply discounted for having blind faith in the new noctivo yes <laughs> Yes, which well, is definitely coming. It's just a matter of when. Yeah, and
0: so and if you happen to be a very extremely wealthy person who has tens of thousands <laughs> yes. of dollars to just throw around, partnership opportunities are available. Right
1: here,
0: right here, <laughs> right here. Yes. Well, well, good luck with all of that, Jenny. Thank but so you. let's let's get back to you know I, you know where does this? Obviously, your your passion for the green of it all you said started seven years ago but let's go back in for that and just your passion for you mentioned that you've always been a nail person and and you know describe you know did you foresee this as the path of your life when you were a kid or was this always what you were imagining or how did this how did somebody get to be how did Jenny Perillo happen
1: um well that's a funny story <laughs> 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 that I think my parents could answer better. Um, no, if my parents had to bet the rent, I was going to be a veterinarian because I had a menagerie of animals in my bedroom when I was a kid. Um, and you grew up in, in Chicago. And I grew up in the suburbs. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, Western yeah. suburbs. Um, moved to Chicago. Yeah. Right out of, right out of pretty, right, pretty much right out of high school. I went to Columbia, um, mm-hmm. musical theater. Hello. Yeah. But, uh, and didn't end up graduating. I didn't. I didn't know what I was doing at that time. I, I had my nail license. I was bartending. I was waitressing. I was going to going so
0: to school. You, did you get your first nail check job in, while you were in high school?
1: Uh, no, no. Right at, when I came down here for college, I got my first gotcha. uh, nail job. Um, I needed a mini career because I needed to support myself being here in the city, and yeah, you know, working retail at the time was like five dollars an hour a Gap, and that was not gonna pay yeah. for an apartment in the city of Chicago. Yeah. So, I needed a mini career and that's why I decided to go to beauty school and then, you know, chose nails and it was it was a great mini career.
0: And what 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 is satisfying about the doing of nails is is it, is it an aesthetic like when it's all over and you're mm-hmm. Looking at your work and it's just like, oh my God, that's just, that's perfect right there.
1: I don't know. I...
0: Sense of completion, you know, yeah. sometimes people do things and you just never feel like what the work you do is ever done and that's and it's nice to do things and there it is. I did this. You came in, I did this and there it is.
1: No, I think it's more being the beauty bartender. I love the chit chat. I, mm. I love talking to my clients. Yeah. I love getting to know them and kind of hearing what's going on. Um... I do love p- the pampering aspect, making someone feel good because the manicure and pedicure is still one of the last beauty treats that's easy to afford. Yeah. You know, it's it's so easy to go spend 15 to $20 on a manicure and the benefit to the person is just so much higher. Every girl feels good after a manicure. They rub you, you've got nice clean polish and... Oh, you just get to relax and unwind, mm-hmm. um, which other services can, the price alone can make it harder to pamper yourself that way. You know, massages start at 75 right. to 120 I mean, that's just not in everybody's budget, but a manicure is.
0: And you're probably, you're seeing your your nail tech twice as often or three times more often than you're seeing your hair person.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, so frequency probably, is much higher.
0: So you, you really do develop these. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure like how often, like... Are, your steady clients are coming in every other week or, mm-hmm. or so. About
1: every other week. Yeah. Um. I have a couple weekly clients, but I'd say primarily, like for the most part, it's every 10, 10 days to two weeks. I see my see my customers.
0: And are you a, are you a colorist?
1: Um.
0: Or have you had to become one? Colorist for. I don't know. I would imagine. Does somebody come in? Is that like a you know there's there's the style of nail, but imagine obviously choosing colors is a very. In, a big part of it and having to, if you have a, a bride come in or mm-hmm. my bridesmaids are wearing this dress, are you going yes. to counsel them on, on the best colors or is that? Oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there are, there are some, some women come in and know what they want because it's their staple and you know, I get red only on my toes all the time. Here's great red. But it is, it is very, from the business side of doing nails, you have to be very conscious of the colors that you carry. They need to be on trend. They need to be fashion forward. They need to be following the seasons. You know, you're not going to order black in spring. You're not going to have pastel purple in fall. Um, but and, and helping coax people to try maybe try something new, because some, some, some women have, oh, but I've always worn a nice pale pink, and I like pale pink. And then they try a slate gray, wow, I love this. This was such a great choice. Yeah. So that's, that's fun too. I do do nail art because I can freehand uh, paint, but, um, so I, I in personally enjoy doing some fun, funky stuff, but in a nice, I mean, I am no huge nail artist like some of them here in Chicago. Whoa. They can hand paint like the Ramones albums on nails. I, it's yeah. just crazy that, oh, the the artistry and the talent from some nail techs here in the city. Um, but I like to play around with glitter and, and I don't know, designs and color. I yeah. definitely enjoy that creative side to nail artistry.
0: Now, sometimes, I know that there's, there's, a, there's a perception, oftentimes it's a correct perception where when you're going to go for the green alternative for something that somehow, you know, you're going to be sacrificing quality a little bit, I know that I'm dealing with a my sink right now is plugged up, and I know I can go and buy the green Drano, and I'll do it, and maybe it'll work. Or then you know, but I got a party coming over, or I got guests coming in for the weekend. I'm just going to get the Drano and just do it. So, so you're talking about so somebody's coming in for a wedding, and they're like, oh my, you know, I'm freaking out because it's my wedding, and and I I think I want to do I like the idea of these green things, but I'm concerned with how they're gonna perform. So sell us on, on you know your approach to doing nails and how it's gonna still, all the strength that they want and all the resiliency that they're gonna want is just gonna be as good, yeah, if not better.
1: Well, the proof is in the pudding. Yes. You know, my clients wouldn't be coming back if the the results weren't there.
0: But how do you describe to them the process that's gonna? Yeah, going
1: I mean, to. it's definitely a question we get and it's very founded, I understand that. Yeah. Um, but on, I guess the, the detailed side is yeah. that the formula is exactly the same as your traditional nail polish. Again, it's solvent-based. Mm-hmm. There's only one way to really make nail polish. So the performance of all of them are going to be the same. The The thing that makes my polish line cleaner, we use Spa Ritual, which is still a 4 Pro line, but you can find it at Ulta. Um, they remove the big 7. It's a 6-free, well, and some of the new formulas are 7-free. So no dibutyl phthalate. These are the big keywords in polish. It used to be called the Toxic Trio. Now it was the Toxic Five. And then now there are even formulas on their market that are seven free. So they're, the more as more research becomes readily available, these nail companies are huh, very wonderfully, and I'm putting my hands together and praying thank you to them, are taking these toxic chemicals out of their products just kind of automatically. Yeah. Um, but the Toxic Trio was dibutyl phthalate, toluene, and formaldehyde. Then they added camphor, camphor resin, and formaldehyde resin. And the seventh one um, has say just. say added been,
0: just over like ten years ago, or twenty years ago, or when? when yeah, you...
1: 2006. As early as 2006, OPI was the first, I believe, and maybe it was even 2007, to reformulate without the toxic trio. Mm. And there are still big name brands uh, on the market have, that have not reformulated.
0: And this is a, so. What what? Well, I guess there, there are two directions because um, I, I want to go back and I do want to talk about the 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 nail industry mm-hmm. in terms of this and the power that they have, because it raises a lot of interesting questions, especially with the nail shop industry and sort of a reliance on like a lot of immigrant labor. So these are not yes. like, these are these are it's it's a classic case. But um, but let's let's address before we get into that stuff. Let's talk about. Um, I, do, I want to get back to to, to talking about somebody who's coming in to you for a wedding because let's address this. This is the Green Wedding Alliance, and you yeah. do service some weddings. So, if somebody who's coming in and, and, and curious about your services for weddings, why don't you describe what 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 you offer for that and and what the what the wedding day might be like?
1: Um, well, they range. We can do everything from like the bachelorette party, where women come in for the alternative bachelorette party celebration. You know, mm-hmm. come get. Have a spa party with manicures, pedicures, mini facials, chair massage, food, bevs, whatever you want uh, at the event. Yeah. Um, bridal shower, same thing. Um, we can come on site, or you can come into our uh, location. Well, used to be new, new location coming, coming soon. <laughs> soon. That's right. <laughs> um, to to get pampered before the big day, and and really, it we if they want express services where they they've got a timeline and they need to be in and out, we can do that. I like to, even on day of, to have some sort of kind of calm pampering, Mm -hmm. just to chill a little bit, relax. This is a 20 minute, 30 minute service. This is your time to enjoy your manicure, kind of unwind, take some deep breaths, enjoy the massage, um, and we'll take care of the rest. We can do really anything that day. I mean, I don't, recommend doing feet the day of just because you have to be running around and getting into shoes right away yeah so the drying time is longer so we usually do the hands and feet the day before Um, but for hands only you can come in the day of
0: and if somebody's planning a wedding what's a fair amount of time that they should you know lead time that they should be contacting you in terms of
1: for the busy season uh, which is the same as the industry we need about six to eight weeks out
0: Okay, a minimum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So not a, so not like six months or eight months. Out. No,
1: no, and they recommend booking beauty about two to three months before your big day. Um, our lead time is a little shorter because we have the availability right now. So. Yeah.
0: And you've done and imagine have you done the gamut of a very outrageous uh, wedding design to mm-hmm. to is there a special can you give us an example of some of the. Uh, uh, crazier designs you've gotten to do or be a part of?
1: Yeah, I actually had a manicure last year uh, that was an amazing bride. She's on our Instagram, um, Keeley. And we got to match this uh, vintage antique brooch that was from her grandmother that was going on to her wedding dress. And she had given us the colors and we did an entire palette of nail art as her kind of, yeah, as her bridal manicure. Mm-hmm. So we had... Every different, every finger was a different style, and we put, you know, glitter this, matching that colors of the this brooch and the colors of her flowers. It was coral, cream, um, gold detailing. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was absolutely beautiful. So I, I enjoyed that, and she enjoyed that as well. I mean, she was crying after her service. It was great. Oh, I love, I love, love, love that. Um, and then we do the clean and classic. I mean, I had a bride yeah. a couple of weeks ago where, you know, just French which is beautiful classic french is so clean and so beautiful and it it just it looks great in pictures when the with the black and whites when they're doing hand poses um and i think that's the brides that know what photographs to expect they know that they need to have like a nice proper manicure yeah um because in photos a lot of photographers want to take pictures of hands with rings and holding hands and so your your nails are very much front and center
0: and in so I think that even if if, if if somebody tries to contact you and you're not available, what we're learning is that 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 you can go to your nail tech and maybe at least raise the question of other products that they could be using or they can at least ask like what if without you know, if, if somebody doesn't happen to know the names of the brands, if they're going maybe to their nail tech and maybe they're listening in the suburbs right now or wherever they're listening and they could go to their local nail shop, what can they ask for to move the bar a little bit? What's the easiest thing they might be able to ask their nail tech to do? To push in a green direction,
1: um, the first thing, the first step you can do is BYOP, bring your own polish. If you're very concerned about, you know, the chemicals, and and that would actually even go as as I would reach and go to the base coat, top coat, and your polish. Um, the best place to start to have nail salons get that. Well, the campaign for safe cosmetics. It's the only lobbying agency and nonprofit in the entire country that helps to not only give consumers access to this information, but also the service providers access to this information. That
0: was the campaign for
1: safe cosmetics campaign, safe org. Yes. Com-
0: fascinating. It's
1: kind of my Bible. All right. Um, and the environmental working group skin deep database, which is a compilation of tens of thousands of ingredients that have been rated um, based on a toxicity rating from one to 10. So you can plug in an ingredient, you can plug in a product and it will boom, pop up, um, rating from the from the nail salon side I would say that's a great place to start because at least they have they don't there's no guidebook yet though I mean you have two states you have the state of California and the state of Massachusetts in Boston there's a, a safe safe salon oh I'm gonna get this wrong yeah there's a safe nail salon certification that they can go through and it's a process that focuses primarily on ventilation but also on the chemicals that they're using so old acrylics are acrylics are getting phased out which was um mma that's getting phased out now um also there's like a, a 12 point bullet um on you know 12 bullet points of what in order to become a safe salon you have to do yeah um California. And
0: and that's self-right. Is that an industry like that? That's shops getting together, writing their own manifesto, or that's coming from?
1: It's coming from um, the cosmetic makers. Oh, that's the government. Yes, that's the government, local government. So
0: somebody lobbied. Somebody lobbied.
1: I used to. Created this
0: commission. So it's, yeah. So are you a member of this? Are you a.
1: I am a member of the Healthy Beauty and Nail Salon Alliance. Yes. Yes. It's a long, it's a long-y. Um, Yes. And I, I am. They they are on the same lines as women's voices for the earth, another lobbying agency for causes. They take on more than just cosmetics. So that's why I, I choose to spend more time with the campaign for safe cosmetics. Cause it's mm-hmm. strictly my industry, but women's voices for the earth also focuses on toxic chemicals in many other personal care products. A lot of women's issues, obviously. Um, so I follow them as well. And, and combined it, along with the Breast Cancer Fund, which is a huge organization for prevention versus, you know, treatment. Um, together, those three are kind of the, the, the three musketeers creating the biggest change in this country. And
0: are you like, when? so I would imagine that in California, there's probably a lot more non-toxic salons. And I mean, but in Chicago, are you it? Are you? I'm it. Is there anybody else who even is a private practitioner somehow that's like, are you... You represent. You get to represent the entire Great Lakes region, in these organizations in these organizations,
1: I mean, uh, come on. There, there are well, and, and like I said, this this becomes it's um, supposed to be really
0: tough. Well, now we're talking to the politics of it because, right? Because you have these cosmetic agents that are basically, you know, they're they're middlemen in the chemical industry because these are end products of the chemical industry is dependent on. This is a great area of growth of new manicures, and they have this. Largely, especially in the cities, you know, kind of an immigrant workforce that's probably not organized to ask questions or put up much yes. resistance on this. So yes. how do you even get other people on board in Chicago?
1: Uh, mayor, whoever that is. when. <laughs> When is the new election? April 25th, so... Yeah,
0: so this should be like a city... Do you think it should be like a, like a city government yeah, issue absolutely. to regulate?
1: Oh my gosh, yes. And because it, right,
0: because they're, they're getting thrown into the landfill, getting thrown into these chemicals, right? There's nobody...
1: We are in the top 10 of greenest cities in the country. And one of the quickest, easiest ways to do that would be to recycle beer bottles yeah. <laughs> in the city. Yeah. And just get the nail salons and beauty salons on board for like one green thing. Just one. Yeah. And... You would have displacement of so much toxic sludge going into our waterways, and, and just create a lot of impact. Yeah. Um. And but I, again, it's more with the health of the workers as well. Like the proper ventilation, there is no regulation. I mean, and this is kind of where this dance I have to be very careful at because there's a lot of misinformation even among technicians. There are a lot of natural nail technicians out there. There's a lot of green technicians out there. but
0: She's using air quotes, by the way.
1: Yes. Because they don't... I have tried to have conversations with them about chemicals and trust me I'm on the same journey as a lot of consumers. I mean, yeah. I definitely dive in head first into the information and I try to be the most up-to-date source of that. Yeah. But I'm still at the mercy of what's given to me and sure. where I can find it. So, you know, EPA, FDA, whatever is being researched, there's still controversy over like phenoxyethanol product makers will tell you that it's naturally derived and 100% safe. I have read other research that it's not. So I don't allow phenoxyethanol in my products. Yeah. If they reformulate, I don't order them again. I don't carry them again. But sodium benzoate is a preservative that I do allow because the research that I have read, I have read that it is safe or it's at least a toxicity that is I feel comfortable with. Yeah. Um, phenoxyethanol, I don't. It's, it's things like that. And so if you're a natural nail technician... That's one thing. If you are a green nail technician, that's one thing. Hmm. If you are a non-toxic nail tech, that is an entirely different thing. Yeah. And once, I, once I'm once i able to offer an entirely water-based nail side, yeah. I will be able to 100% feel, fully feel comfortable with calling myself a non-toxic nail tech. Yeah. But... With using solvent-based, because that's just the nature of my business, that I need I need that performance from a few chemicals. But it's full disclosure in my spa, too. Everything else is non-toxic. I have to use certain chemicals for sanitation because the state won't allow me to use hydrogen peroxide and vinegar. So I have to use hospital-grade disinfectant, which is nasty stuff. Yeah. Um, and I have to be able to offer a solvent-based polish, polish to get the performance for my clients. But they know that. And they, if they ask, I have all of that information available for them to read. And if they wanna choose no polish or if they wanna choose our water base, then that's their decision. At least the transparency is there.
0: It's so interesting, you think about in in the, in, in Chicago, if, if you're not somebody who has ever thought about any of these issues, I would just invite you to, to on your next walk, think about how often you walk past a nail shop. And really it seems about every two blocks in the city of Chicago, there's a nail shop. And so this is not an insignificant amount of stuff, and we think about how regulated to the teeth our restaurants are and how what how there's pages of detailed information about how fryer oil needs to be handled mm-hmm. and then you have this other this other this gigantic industry where really you know nothing is is there and it's I think it must be because it's considered. It's sort of like you know, it's like oh, makeup or something. It's like frivolous. Yes. It's a women. It's a women's issue or, or something, or it's not. It's 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 obviously the powers that be are not interested in having this <laughs> regulated. No one wants you know because they're going to have to change their behavior and they get away with murder, literally, because it's uh, it's and I think that it's it's a tough you know it's sort of like it's like the funeral industry you know it's like you, it's because we were talking before about the ritual. Of, of, of beauty and the ritual of the spa experience and, and I think that maybe even cl- you know people that want to do that don't want to think there's it's so invested in their personal well-being and it's a t- it's like, oh gosh the, this the thing that I'm doing is bad you know but I need this thing <laughs> for my own feeling good about myself and now you're telling me that like oh my god, this is like causing pollution in the lakes and things like that so it's, t- it's I can under- it's understandably a tough issue but how this could be raised? In a responsible way for people that are nail shop owners. That's a tough thought. You are a, a, a real pioneer, Jenny. This is <laughs> just raising these I, things is, is an amazing really... thing. And we, I guess we need to welcome people to join your effort. Please. And um, we're going to wrap this up because we've been talking for, you know, I think a plenty long enough time. People can support your enterprise by going to indiegogo.com. We're trying to raise at least $25,000. I know that I looked yesterday. On March 12th, we already had over $4,000. It's probably over yeah. five now or something. I don't know. It's, it's crazy. I did a Kickstarter campaign for myself. I know how intense awesome. it must be to feel on a moment-by-moment basis as those notifications uh, come in. But if you're listening to this again before April 12th, please go to Indiegogo.com, search beauty, look for the Noctivo uh, a fundraiser, or otherwise go to Noctivo.com and click over there. And uh, Jenny, is there any final thoughts or any last things we haven't mentioned? Or you know, maybe one more time, give up if, if people are interested in these topics. Besides coming to and seeking you out and contacting you and banding up, especially in the city of Chicago, but remind us of some of those resources again for people to learn more about these issues.
1: Yes, um, definitely follow the SafeCosmetics.org. Um, women's Voices for the org. You can find all of their social channels uh, and website if you just do a quick Google search. Um, the Glam Organic Goddess, uh, who I have to give a shout out to as well, she is a sweet and sassy girl from New Jersey who is a, a very young breast cancer survivor and went out on a mission to clean up her beauty routine because she had no history of breast cancer in her family and realized it was due to the personal products that she was using, mm-hmm. and environmental product, uh, the chemical industry that had uh, given given her this cancer. And she unfortunately just released a very sad announcement that her cancer is back. Um, but her website changed my entire life because that was the first place, other than the Safe Cosmetics website, that uh, I was able to find all of this information and really uh, start building that passion, building that drive, and, and the links that she embedded onto her site of where to go, how to find information. And uh, she is a great place to start and a great person to support.
0: Fantastic. Well, Jenny Perillo, Nactivo Spa. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank this has been much. a very another excellent and illuminating episode of The Green Wedding Alliance podcast. Thank you for listening and until next time, take care.